Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Mindful Narcissist Podcast. Remember me? It's been a second. I'm your host, the Mindful Narcissist, and this is yet another deeply self-indulgent episode that um, a few people did actually ask for, but they really did not need to. It was coming one way or another, regardless. Over the summer, my 18-year-old brother and I spent three weeks together in South Korea, his first bit of international travel, and my first time really uh, truly hanging out with him in eight years. Um, And obviously, we had to unpack all that on the podcast. So here it goes. Are you excited for these questions? I'm so excited. Are these the ones that you like got? Like like people sent you questions? Oh. Yeah. See, I'm a little bit afraid under the context that this is we went to like Korea. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know. They're going to be a certain style of question. Are you expecting them all to be like, are you a Korea boo? I'm expecting for a couple at least to go along those lines. There, there's only one that's like vaguely along those lines, actually. That's, I mean, that's good. Unexpected. You, you underestimate my followers. I guess. Let's see how well my memory holds up as well. It's been see, a second. I was thinking that I was like, see, it's it's good that we're doing it now because we've had time to digest the trip. But also, I don't remember anything if I'm not looking at my Instagram. I was going to say, uh, I guarantee one of the questions is going to be like, what's your favorite part? And we'll see out of the three things I remember doing, which is the highest on the list? Yeah. Yeah. Now, the first question, though, this is more of an introductory question. I, I organized them in an order that I think makes sense. The first one, this is also one I got with the twins, was what are your memories of each other as children? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a great one to start with because it proves how much you love me when you answer, I don't remember anything about you. Listen, I remember a little bit, okay? Very select memories. How many years apart are we? We're seven years apart? Almost eight. Almost eight years apart. And when I moved out, you were 10 years old. Around there. So um, that doesn't bode well for remembering a lot but I do remember when I was younger I wanted to play with you guys and you never let me because you were like no we're playing Barbie or My Little Pony or whatever it was and I was like that's so cool let me play wasn't invited aha no I do also remember um I listened to music on your bed and And then you peed on my bed (laughs) It it's okay though because you were I like had to let it ride you were literally like three or four years old though so it's That's hopefully awesome. three actually if it was four that seems like too old to be Pushing peeing it. on my bed because you had to listen to a song it was a good song okay this was an age where the only music that i heard was the radio in the car whenever we were going to school or back from school so the fact that you had music with you in your bedroom incredible that also definitely means that it was from like my Disney Girls Rock CD. That's a hundred percent true. <laughs> that is, yeah, but it was a banger. So you know, I had to. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't remember a lot. I remember you were be you would be gone a lot. Like whenever I was home, you were always at school because you were always in like extracurriculars and and stuff. And I was in like kindergarten, so yeah, I didn't have that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be real honest. I I don't remember a lot. See, most of my memories of you are like when you were really little, but Neil was born. So not too little. So I guess ages like four to six, um, I would babysit a lot. And you and Neil were actual terrors. And I would end up like physically sitting on you to like punish you. I do remember this now. (laughs) That's a stirred up memory. No, I remember this one time. This one time, Neil and I were playing with the couch, right? And it has like a fold out bed thing. So Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, this is so sick. If we fold it on top of us. So then we're sitting in it, like in the in the resting position where like it's almost fully closed, but not like fully slid into the couch yet. It's like we're riding a roller coaster. Like, like with the bar thing that comes down, you know? 
And like, I'm going to be honest, it was real comfy until it started to slide back into the couch and we thought we were going to die. So we were just screaming <laughs> your name. And then you took your sweet time coming out because you were like annoyed with us at that point. And then you saw what was happening. You were like, what am I supposed to do? So you really did not help at all. But like, I feel like I probably panicked. <laughs> I vaguely remember this. And I think I just panicked and cried. I cried a lot when I babysat you guys because you were the worst. I do remember one time I was in the room for some reason, but you were telling mom and dad that you never wanted to babysit us again. You were like, never leave me in the house alone with those two ever again. <laughs> and like, you were like crying and stuff. And I was like, whoa, that was me? Like, I thought I was a good kid. No, you were the worst. Um, but like after that, once you stopped being the worst, you were just because when you were little, you were my <laughs> special baby. And then after a while, you grew out of being horrible. And then you were my special baby again. And up until you were like 13, you would just let me like cuddle you. And now you don't let me touch you. But that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember that, but I'm sure I believe it. I believe that that happened or like going through my hair i really appreciate that and i do have memories of you doing that and i that's always a comforting thing the next question is what's something you have of his that reminds you of him when you're away and vice versa i think that's like a cute question to like assume that <laughs> we have that um i feel like you're not a sentimental person i feel like the answer you're you don't have anything that you if i'm not physically there you don't remember that i exist at all listen it's not that I... <laughs> no. I remember you. You're you're in my mind. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have three sisters, even though I currently only see one of them at the house, and that's before she moves out. Okay, like, I remember you vaguely in my memory. People are like, how many siblings do you have? I'm like, oh, yeah, I have siblings. But I'm sure I have something that you've given me. You don't now keep our Korean photo booth photos next to your bed every uh, night? <laughs> I do, actually. I got a little... Mom got me a side table, and I now hold them in the drawer near and dear to me. Aha. Aww. I have them. I have mine up on my mirror right above my books. I love these, by the way. Like, I will forever have these. Like, I don't like photos, but these are awesome. They're the best. Korean photo booths is where it's at. My answer was going to be um, the keychain that you made me for Christmas that has your picture on it because it's on my backpack. So I see it every single day. <laughs> That's also <laughs> funny because like we're I all I did that. obsessed with you. Like all of the girls, we love you in an obsessive way. And I appreciate that for Christmas, you just played into that. Well, because <laughs> it was dumb. It's literally like, okay, you know when you get like your uh you get your pictures taken at school and then they send you home with a packet that's like do you want to buy it from us though like I, I would always keep those and then ashley saw the one from like sophomore year and she was You're like so that's, such a, that's such a good photo <laughs> a cut one out for me right now i want that one and i was like like that was that was this this is when it started because then i gave it to her and she like kept it in the back of her phone constantly mm -hmm. and then that's why for christmas i was like huh. I guess I'll give her another one. So then I, I put one on the back of her present as well as mm -hmm. the one for you. Alyssa's not as obsessive as you guys. You guys are weird. <laughs> yeah, no, I think Ashley and I have uh, similar levels of extreme sentimentality. Because we're also the most like invested in family traditions and forcing everybody to continue family traditions. Okay, next question. This one is just for you. Do you feel oh. the urge to study abroad or try other things that your siblings have done? <laughs> That's crazy. I had to think for a second. I was like, my siblings have studied abroad? That was you. You <laughs> studied abroad. <laughs> um, yes, I do want to study abroad. I would really enjoy that. I'd like to somehow in my life find a way to go back to Korea for schooling. I really like that idea. I keep forgetting that I am college age now. <laughs> so that is a very it's feasible now you know it's 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 a dream but it's not too far away i would like to do that what was the second part of the question or do other things that your siblings are doing yeah see the thing about this question though like i think it implies that you're like inspired by your older siblings but I, i'm pretty sure all this stuff that you want to do you want to do completely independent of us like well, i don't I think feel like that's most of us I feel like yeah. we're all, like, we all have dreams, but, like, they're very, very different. 
you know? Yeah. Like the most the most close I can think to someone being like inspired would be like us, like Ashley Lissa and I, as the three kids who were left at home when you did go abroad. We were like, traveling is possible. I want to travel as well. This is awesome. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think like at most, that's what I think it is. I think like I showed you that something was possible, but now y'all are just doing your own thing and it's I mean, like, you we're see all very more. individual people. Yeah, you see it as it goes down in like Sabrina's age. It's like the, the one before you in whatever age is just opening doors of possibilities. And so you still have very independent dreams, but like now they're wider. You have like a broader spectrum of things to choose from. Now we're on to more Korea specific questions. The question hmm. for both of us is why Korea? Trenton. See, I was looking forward to your answer on this because yours is a lot <laughs> less interesting than mine. Um, that's why you're starting. That's why I'm starting. So, <laughs> well, I guess I have to bring it back to the very beginning. Yes. So, like, fourth grade, I was, like, getting really into dance. Like, I really liked, like, I thought that professionally dancing was, like, super cool. And so I started doing more research into that. And through that... I fell upon the dance practice video of like some EXO song. I think it was like The Eve or something. And like, I fell in love with it. I was like, these people are such good dancers. What song is that, by the way? It go hard. So then I started like getting, uh, started renting, renting. I started borrowing like DVDs, like the CDs of albums from the library. And then I got like real deep into K-pop in general. And then because of that, by the time like sixth grade rolled around, I was like trying to look into how to learn Korean and like looking into like the culture and stuff. And then I fell in love with the culture in like middle school because I mean, it's just, it's interesting, you know, it's cool to think about how other people outside the US do things and just like live. Having the chance to go there was always a dream. And so leading up to my senior year and during my senior year it became a very real possibility and I started trying to like plan a trip and like how I would live where I would live how I'd pay for things and then Caitlin walked up to me one day <laughs> from you know across the world and <laughs> offered me the possibility which I gladly took but I want to hear your response why why Korea Caitlin why did you choose Korea um, so see, this is something I really wanted to do with the twins when they graduated. I really wanted to go abroad with them after they turned 18 and after they graduated. And at that time I was like in the middle, well, no, they graduated high school at the same time I graduated my master's, but regardless, I was not in a financial position to be doing, uh, nowhere. anything. Um, <laughs> and so when I was home for Christmas last year, the end of 2021, I was like, wait, Trenton is graduating soon and he's going to be turning 18 and I'm still broke, but, <laughs> but I can make it happen. And uh. so I wrote it in my diary the day that I proposed it to you. Cause, and like, I was like, Hey, if you save up this much money, I'll plan all the things and we'll go to Korea together. And so, yeah, my why Korea is just because I knew you wanted to go to Korea. I had no, like, I, when I was living in Italy with Hannah, she introduced me to like Asian dramas. So I've been watching like K dramas and other Asian dramas for a while, but I was never into like K pop. I had no really knowledge of Korean culture at all. It was just because that was what I knew you really cared about a lot. And like when I was home over the summer and we would go to the gym, we would come back from the gym and we would watch K pop music videos on YouTube. And so I had like a sentimental association with that. But aside from that, like I had, I had no previous connection. It's just, it's what you wanted to do. And I wanted to travel with you. And so I that's so what we did. Or I love the way that you always introduced it to people. Like before we left, people would be like, so I heard you're going on a trip. And you'd be like, oh yeah, for graduation, the present I'm giving to Trenton is I'm going to take him to Korea, which is somewhere he really wants to go to. Uh, he has to pay for himself, though. <laughs> and, like, you would always introduce it like that, which is, like, sure, blunt, true. It was true, but, like, 
you could have taken credit as that as a gift or something been like oh yeah spoiling my brother taking him across the world for graduation yeah but then people would think i had money and then who knows what happens when people start <laughs> thinking you have money <laughs> and they want to go on vacation with me yeah then they think i can like spoil them on vacation no i had to make it very clear i would then also always tell people how much more money you had in savings than i had because also <laughs> something that happened over christmas break was all of us siblings were talking about how much money we had in savings and i by far had the least and you i remember were very concerned about me and were like do you need me to loan you money <laughs> that's because you were the one who was actually like out in life living by yourself and stuff like like you're you're the one buying your own food us all as kids at home we were like oh yeah i have this much money in savings because i don't have to pay for a house or transportation or food that's provided to me i'm just saving every money that i get you're like you're you're, you're smart with financing i don't understand it yet but like you, you every every penny you get you're like putting it somewhere the money's moving you're in the middle with it i don't know but like yeah you know living paycheck to paycheck it's real and that is you so sure i was a little bit concerned <laughs> but like you're alive so i guess i shouldn't have been i'm doing fine i may not have savings but money isn't real anyway the end have the memories so yes mm-hmm. who's the real winner here Exactly. So the next question, this is the one that's like the closest to Are You a Kuriaboo? On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do y'all like K-pop? <laughs> <laughs> like 10 being... A lot? I love K-pop a lot. And 1 being I hate K-pop. I'd probably rank myself a solid 9. Not a 10? I, I don't want to say 10. I don't like the thought of saying... <laughs> I know, 10 seems a bit extreme. I've listened to nothing but k-pop since getting back though it's gonna destroy my spotify raps <laughs> <laughs> no it's just like i especially i really like music i have like a deep connection with music and that just happened to be the genre that caught my attention for most of my life thus far i'm like properly getting into it now pre-korea i definitely was only into bts and that was mainly because the algorithm was feeding it to me specifically Jimin I've expanded into other groups now and I can acknowledge that musically BTS probably isn't actually my favorite group but I'm still very emotionally attached to them I've been working my way through all of their albums chronologically over the last couple of weeks that's how to do it I feel like um BTS for a lot of people because like they started real small and like they they literally started at the bottom now they're here and like everyone or a lot of the fans were with them for most of that journey. And even if you weren't, like there's something about BTS that just makes it like if you're a fan, you are obsessive at some point. And so because of that, a lot of people are really connected. And sure, especially currently, their music isn't the best, but like it's the group and the and that's something especially about like k-pop groups and stuff i feel like you can bond with them on a level that's not only just their music but them as people because they're on camera so much that you like you you know them as a person and that's interesting yeah and it's weird because they're like they are very well packaged products but they're like so real as well it's kind of tricky when i think about it too much because i'm like yes i'm watching these people obsessively like their vlogs and like run bts and stuff like that like you know so many little parts of their day and it's weird because like that that's part of social media like that happens with influencers and stuff but it feels different with the way that all like the k-pop idols do it and i'm like i don't know if they've just mastered the art of turning people into products or like that's probably it yeah yeah, and I don't I don't like to think about it like that though because then that makes me sad. Um <laughs> I mean yeah. it's just interesting because especially especially with like BTS, I feel like they do a really good job of like being these crazy idols but also staying pretty grounded and showing that they are people. See, I was thinking about that in terms of like the way that we experienced Korean culture in Korea. Like more eastern cultures have more of like an uh collectivism than individualism 
So like Western cultures are much more individualistic. And I kind of think that the reason that Korean celebrities seem so much more human is because they're not as individualistic as American celebrities. So they don't like think of themselves as gods because they're famous. Like, I think they they have more of a sense of like, they're doing a service to their community. I can agree with that. I was gonna say it's very much more respectful. So answer the question, um, we both like K-pop a lot. I was gonna say, we both said, oh yeah, I like it. Then went on a rant about it. (laughs) Okay, next question. Now this is testing um, what you remember Mm. from the trip trip highlight you can give like three of them it's hard to pick just one you said you only remember three okay. things so those must be say, your three I'm highlights um i definitely put probably the top one when we rented friends because <laughs> that was that was just i i just like saying we rented friends first of all like that's fun Same. Same. but also i feel like i feel like that was the most like that that is what i wanted from the trip in korea i like i felt like i was part of it like I, I felt in that moment when we had the friends for that day I felt like I lived there or mm-hmm. at least somewhat was not a foreign tourist because they took us to like these little niche places and they were like talking with people and you know we were eating the food acting as if it was normal even though you know live octopus <laughs> but <laughs> it wasn't like, live it was just moving I know it was dead <laughs> I literally thought you were joking by the way going up to this like we were walking through a supermarket with our with our group of friends our whole posse right we're like walking through and it's cool we're just looking at things and then i hear caitlin at the front of the group and she goes like i want to try live octopus and i was like that's crazy you can do that i don't want to do that and so we're all (laughs) the group is still looking for places to eat and i thought i thought they dismissed you personally i thought they completely like disregarded what she was saying and they were the ones that brought it up i didn't think of that myself but like they brought us to the restaurant and then and then we got like brought to the restaurant and we sat down and then they actually brought it out on a plate and i was like oh okay that's cool i'll just eat whatever other dish comes out there was no other dish that was the dish i mean given it wasn't that bad it was it was pretty you know i think i found the right way to eat it because it never stuck to my throat you know it wasn't okay well once you, you didn't eat it until we got the seaweed wraps for it I don't know. I'm glad nothing fell off my plate because I don't know how you held it together with an octopus leg crawling up your leg. Like that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> that's scary. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's it's fun. It's cool. Yeah. But yeah. So, I, wait, I just this, feel like this rent a friend thing though. So it was it was a program where university students from the foreign language university in Seoul they gave free tours of whatever kind you wanted and we kind of just requested to hang out with them that's what that was we were not like actually renting friends it was just like a free tour and we just hung out with like three really cool university students while we were there and i think this so we i think we learned that we have significantly different travel styles in ways that matter a lot and it would have been nice to know before we got there but we are very similar We are very similar in that I don't think either of us actually like traveling as tourists because all the traveling that I've done, almost all of it has been like to visit a friend who's staying in that foreign country or in that other place. And I like, I like, or it's been for work. Like I like going places for work or to visit somebody who's living there. And then I don't actually care about like seeing things that are there. I'd be perfectly happy. Like when I went to Armenia to visit my friend Ashley while she was living there, I just went about normal days with her. Like she had to go do her normal things and I just followed her and did the normal things. Or like when she came and visited me in Ireland, like we went to Dingle and I think we spent half the time we were there, like just in a cafe reading books. Like we didn't do things. I don't like doing things when I travel. I just want to go to a foreign place and live my normal life there. Yeah, I I definitely agree with yeah i feel like because even some of my favorite days when we were there were the days where we were just walking around like we were just like traveling exploring just looking around through the city and stuff or like taking pictures or like my second highlight favorite part of the trip was like when we would go out on nights and we were like really quickly when it's dark out and like kind of calm we would go to like either get some food or get juice or something from like a supermarket we were just like like juice i loved <laughs> those nights because while i did appreciate the things that we visited like that wasn't the reason i was in korea or something like it's not like 
I guess that's actually it. When I'm going to a foreign place, like if I ever plan to go to Korea again, I'm not planning to go to Korea so that I can see Seoul Tower. Like those were awesome things that were part of the trip, but like I'm going to Seoul to be in Seoul mm-hmm. or like just experience it as a place. And so that was definitely something that the friends allowed us to do, just like merge in and be semi-normal. Yeah, I definitely placed those as top two. What about you? What was your favorite highlight? I think for sure when we got to hang out with our rented friends, I feel like that one night that we went down to pay for the hostel and then to try to get Kim to print off our train tickets. And then five hours later, he still hadn't. That was stressful, but also really fun because that was another moment that was just like really normal. Like we just had dinner with the owner of our hostel and his friend and just were like chatting. And we watched like a History Channel documentary on El Chapo. El Chapo. And then (laughs) it was like just the most random thing, but it was, it just felt very normal. And it was nice. I loved every interaction with our hostel owner. Like literally that night where we were at the table eating with him, first of all, dinner was delicious. But we were all like talking and he has very minimal English, Mm -hmm. but like enough to communicate. You missed out on the mornings because you slept in for five million years and (laughs) um, breakfast. So you missed breakfast like every single day. I would go down and I usually I was the first one down to breakfast and so it was just me and Kim and then more and more people would come down and we'd all start talking and my favorite thing was him just being like you all are talking too much shut up (laughs) I mean to be fair you guys did talk a lot so you know what I just noticed though I never got to try the bread if I put it in the microwave for five seconds (gasps) to make it more delicious (laughs) me neither that oh, no. sucks. We never got to test its too, true potential. I did bring you bread <sighs> every day, though. I brought you bread from breakfast. <laughs> I did appreciate that. That was a very kind gesture. Uh, for context for that, um, in the like kitchen of our hostel, there was a little a little bowl that was like usually filled with little bread rolls, but it had a little sign on it that said, like, put me in the microwave for 15 seconds to make it more delicious or something along those lines and like it's a very cute sign there was like a little picture like a of person. toast blowing kisses or something <laughs> it was definitely very cute the entire like aesthetic it was a little bit messy but very cute and i appreciate that i think another <laughs> highlight of the trip was the night towards the end where we just did like all the photo booths at once we went out and we got our juice at 7-eleven and <sighs> probably dinner at 7-Eleven too that night. We ate a lot yeah. at 7-Eleven, but 7-Eleven slaps in Korea. So no judgment. Kim judged us hard for the amount of times we had 7-Eleven dinner during the first week. Um, but the first week was really stressful. And uh, so that we were getting acclimated, man. Yeah, we were going to be there for a while. We had time. But yeah, that one night towards the end where we just did nothing but take loads of photo booth pictures. And we went into that one photo booth studio that was like closed but open. And it was scary. That was super scary. See, the one across the street from that place, like literally five steps away, that place was the best. That place was so cool. That was like luxury. Yeah, that's where we got the the one with like the border with the mm-hmm. cute little. Yeah. yeah. I like that one. Wait, I forgot that we did karaoke. That's another highlight. When we did karaoke, that was the most that was fun, a fun thing. Day. That was kind of a stressful day prior to that. That was the day that like it's serious monsoon rained and like I slipped in a puddle and kicked rain all the way up my skirt and then you were getting your hair dyed and I was just like trying to find somewhere to exist that was not wet and there was nowhere and my feet hurt and it was sad. And the main reason we went to karaoke was because I wanted to find somewhere indoors that it was acceptable to take my shoes off. That entire day was overall it was a great day the beginning of that day was awful it was very stressful we were like wading knee deep through puddles in the street it was okay it was a lot of rain but like after we met up after i got my hair dyed then it was a good day because then we were just kind of like looking around Hongdae. we were like oh look street performers oh i'm pretty sure that was the day that we came back to and there were the street performers outside also I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. And they were really good too. They were all doing like cold play covers. Uh, that reminds me how like when we did 
when we did the karaoke, the song that we got like the top score on almost was you singing alone to an actual K-pop song in Korean. And somehow we scored higher on that than like singing What Makes You Beautiful, which is a song no that we idea both know. Like, I don't know. The scoring made no sense. That was, we were also so much more big. into it because like all these kar- the karaoke rooms, they had like glass windows, full Florida ceiling out to the street and so you could watch other people doing it and so people could like see us doing it as well i don't think people were watching us though every once in a while i'd make eye contact with people in the cafe across and it was yeah fine. just look um, at people like staring in but like i would watch other people when we were on the street and they seemed so serious about it like they were going in there to like practice or something and then you and me were in there like screaming and jumping around like lunatics I almost felt self-conscious because like after our round was over I heard like the people or like a couple times I heard the people in like the room over next to us and like they weren't singing loud like they were just like using the mic regularly and I could hear them so like how loud were we <laughs> but also See, we could only hear it when fun. the music was off so if their music was going they probably couldn't hear us hopefully well if they could they, they got a show <laughs> they got an experience man see but like like even when we were walking back after the karaoke we saw another karaoke building where like had the same thing with the giant windows and there was just a guy in there like laying down we thought he was alone for a bit but he was just like laying down on the couch and he looked like really sad and he was like (laughs) just singing this like the song from the tv and it was all dark because it was night and like he didn't turn the lights on in the room I don't know what karaoke is to them, but like it's supposed to be a party. I thought. I mean, in the K dramas, it's uh, it's a party. It's they are they're all like going and getting drunk and singing. That has to be somewhere, but yeah. not not where we visited. Uh, it's because we were in Hyundai. That's all the college kids. They're all sad. <laughs> That's right. They're all sad. This was also where when we were like purchasing the room, the guy thought we were dating. And he was like, the only room left is one with separate seats. So you can't sit next to each other on the couch. I'm so sorry. I know that'll be so hard for you not to sit next to each other. And we're just like, uh, we actually, um, I don't want to sit next to him. <laughs> it's fine. And then we never even sat. Like, if, even if there was a couch, I don't feel like I'd be sitting. No, we, we might have like stood on it and bounced on it. Stood on the couch, yeah. <laughs> so next question, would you go back? You've already said this multiple times that like you have you have every intention of going back. I have back. plans of going back. I also would go back. I don't think I would go back um in the summer necessarily. The weather is terrible in the summer. It was so hot and miserable so much of the time. And then like when it did rain downpours, also not my favorite thing. When you're living there, I'll come visit you. Use that as an excuse. That's what I was going to say. That actually leads well into the next question. What are the best and worst things about traveling with each other? <laughs> um. Okay. Well, I'd say the best thing about traveling with Caitlin is you, you schedule things very well. You're very good about management and, and time and, and, and scheduling. And so, like, usually... We have a plan for the day, and and it, it it might not go as planned, but like like it's a plan, you know, and and it's there, and it, it gives you comfort that you have something, and that is very nice. Also, like you were making almost everything possible. Like I thought that was one of your frustrations with me was that I didn't plan things enough. No, I you planned things, you just didn't look over your plans. Sometimes I felt like. Or like you didn't you didn't do research into what was planned, <laughs> which is like to be fair, I would probably do the same thing. But it would be like, oh yeah, this trip is so nice. I got us this nice hotel. It has a jacuzzi, <laughs> man. How could you go wrong with the jacuzzi? You never used that jacuzzi. But like, I cried in it. You did cry. I woke <laughs> up to that. But like, you know, like like it sounds nice and it's a good plan. But then that's your disadvantage. You have awful luck. There's just something, there's something that cursed you and nothing will ever go as originally planned. Like literally, I don't even know how it happens sometimes. Like after we took cable cars, we put our tickets in a secure location somewhere. I don't remember where. And then we went to check and they were gone. So like that, that was our ticket back across the island. And like, it was just, just, I found one and then, you know, Korean people are nice. So they put the other in the lost and found, but like, Dude, 
I don't know how that happened. Or same trip booked us for a nice hotel, which happened to be a love motel. A love motel. My teenage brother. Okay, I'm gonna be completely honest. I don't know if I would go back to visit Busan. Like, it reminds me a lot of like San Francisco, in the way that it's like very hilly streets and like everything is a fish market for some reason and it's very crowded. <laughs> and like it's the beach was pretty nice. I mean, our room was nice but like i don't know i just work? Didn't, yeah i didn't enjoy it as much as i enjoyed the the little homey feel of incident yeah like so the people that i met at the hostel that i like that they went to busan and i saw their trip on like their instagram stories um their trip looked way more fun than our trip so i think we just did <laughs> we, did we just did something wrong, wrong. Where did they go? Did they do like Well, okay, so see, there's the there's the temple that's like on the water, like on the cliffs. That's in Busan. That would have been really cool to see, but also see part of our problem was also like the budget that we had to work with. Like I think we did the best <laughs> we could on the budget we had for our Busan trip. That's true. I I agree with that. The train to Busan was was fun. It was so long, but like it was yeah. fun. It was really cool to see like how much this landscape and the cities changed as we were going across like literally the entire country like, there were some cities that yeah. looked like they were like very western just like townhomes and then some that looked very not familiar and like there's just so I was going to say that was definitely a highlight as well i guess hidden away in my memory uh the whole train cuz we literally went from like one end of korea to the other it was 5 hours like yeah while we were going through all these different places we would come across like yeah some places that literally just looked like a western town <laughs> then we'd go across and look like a big farming village where like the population was like 50 or something and then we'd pass by these giant apartment buildings that were all labeled with numbers and that looked like super dystopian for some reason mm. like you pass by like three sets of these at a time and they're like back to back it was cool it was interesting i appreciated it yeah So is the worst thing about traveling with me my travel luck then? <laughs> yes, your travel luck is awful. It's so bad. It's so, I don't know, it's just unfortunate. It's really strange. <laughs> yeah, no, anytime I tell people about it, like they're like, "How does that even happen?" That doesn't happen to people. I'm like, mm, "Me. It happens to me." I was going to say like going into it, you were like, "Hey, my luck is pretty bad when we're staying in our hotel back, you know, before we even board the plane. I'm like, "Oh, yeah, it's fine. Nothing I can't work with. I believe we can deal with it." First thing at the airport. First of all, never opened. Opened like two hours late. That's fine. Whatever. I woke up at 3 a.m. I never <laughs> no, I never fell asleep. Sleep it's fine. Because you I wouldn't stop talking. Okay, that was a fun night to me. And so, <laughs> I was I was totally ready for the day. It's fine that we waited. And then, you know what's crazy? what we were missing at the airport why everything went wrong is because of our like KTA right which is the extra visa that you need to enter the country which i yeah. mistakenly thought was a customs form that you filled in on the in the airplane like i, I thought say, it was our arrival form cuz i remember bringing it up either on the bus ride to the hotel or to no, LA no it was like I think like, it was during the week prior. Like there was plenty of time when you brought it up if I'd like clocked it as a necessary thing instead of dismissing it. Or if we've done it. any research. I feel like that's yeah. also an issue. Also screw the airport. What airlines were we flying? Hawaiian Airlines. Would not recommend like, Hawaiian they Airlines. They're awful, dude. No. But fly like Korean Air is probably the best one to fly yeah, to okay. Korea. That makes <laughs> sense because of the name, but also like it looks so nice just like beyond classy. that and like they have a little lounge and stuff and like everyone who flies that looks like a business person who is very rich so we would be out of place but it, we would be out of place and comfort that also and probably so, means we didn't fly it because uh, we couldn't afford it <laughs> that's also definitely an aspect but like i still don't completely understand why at the airport they were like oh my goodness you didn't do that that takes 3 days to authenticate you should just quit your tickets right now get get rid of them you should go find a place to to lie down for a bit because that's not going to happen and then literally like 5 minutes to get approved yeah no so what happens was they told us to cancel our flights because we couldn't get our visa in time so 
we went and we applied for the visa and then we got on the phone we canceled our flights we got off the phone and i had an email saying that our visa had been approved so i got back on the phone and stuck trenton in the front of the line to like i hadn't even rebooked our flights yet but i was like trenton distract them i need to rebook our flights and so like which we did it went well and we did it went well but they charged us like this price the full price of a ticket to like rebook the same exact flights which is what happens in no availability but still it sucked because if we had waited two seconds it would have been fine so yeah we started off the trip like in the negative already i don't know i'd say the the only really bad part of lion air was that we were then after rebooking our tickets we were treated as like standby for like especially the flight back yeah, that was really frustrating because I was like, wow, we paid so much extra money for these tickets and you're like not even giving us seats and telling us that we might not get seats. What? <laughs> that was that was unpleasant. Um, That's crazy. Deeply unpleasant. But, and know, would only happen to me. Would literally only happen to well, me literally. and anybody that is unfortunate enough to travel with me. But, you know, it all worked out and I'm sure it would have worked out if I wasn't there, but I'm going to take the credit and say, because I was there, it all worked out. I also like to think, and I feel like I give myself way too much credit on this point. I like to think that I was an emotional support <laughs> at some point where like something would go wrong and you'd be like, oh no, it's over. And I like to think that I was there like, no, it's not over. It's fine. We can get through this. And then we did. And so... That's why I take credit. I don't know how much of a help I was. If I was even saying anything at the time that something went wrong. (laughs) (laughs) See, I was actually going to say, I think the best part of traveling with you is that you can be very level through my meltdowns. Although I don't think I would have had the meltdowns to that degree if you hadn't been there because like I was having them because I felt responsible for you. Like when travel things happen, when I'm alone, I don't feel as bad because I'm the only one being inconvenienced and I don't feel like I'm disappointing anybody or like inconveniencing anybody. But like you were with me. And so I was like, I am ruining his whole trip. But then Hmm. you were very level headed through it. So that was nice. I guess that's fortunate. Okay, what's the, what's the disadvantage? Because I think I can guess. The worst part of traveling with you? Yep. <laughs> well, I think we learned. See, what, what I mentioned earlier, our travel styles being very different. And You're trying not to put finding this that so out. nicely. <laughs> just... Well, see, because before we left, I told you that I, I didn't actually like to plan that much. And you were like, that's cool. But I think you actually need a lot more planning than you led me to believe you needed. And so then you couldn't make any decisions and I had to make all the decisions. And that was stressful. That was the worst part of traveling with you is that you can't make decisions. And apparently you're shy. So you didn't even speak Korean. You're the one that knew Korean. And so I didn't learn anything before going because I was like, it's fine. Trenton will talk to everybody, but no. And so I thought you were too cool to be shy. And I just didn't. Okay, that's also the thing. Anything stressful that happened on this trip was exacerbated because I moved out when you were 10. We have not ever really known each other as adult humans. And then we went across the world for three weeks together 24-7. And we're like getting to know each other essentially for the first time, which is a stressful situation to be getting to know each other because you're seeing the best and worst of each other at all times, which I feel like has strengthened our relationship because now we like love each other as actual humans um but also it's like wow i don't like him sometimes sometimes he's annoying (laughs) you know we love each other like siblings you know that's that's what siblings do this is what i learned is that truly see i've heard that sibling relationships are like this but i've always just had really perfect relationships with my siblings or you guys were too young for me to really have a proper relationship because we were all five years old Yes. And so I just had this image of myself, like my identity, I think was very tied up in like, I'm a good big sister. I love my siblings all the time, no matter what. And then I went on this trip and I was like, he's annoying. I don't want to be with him right now. I was like, I'm a bad person. I mean, look, I feel like we held out pretty good for that trip because there was only an actual head to head one time. Yeah, we only fought on our last day there, which is really impressive. And even then, it didn't last for, like, very long. No, it was only a couple hours, and you just, like, gave me the silent treatment for, like, a full hour, and that was really immature of you, but... (laughs) I was overwhelmed. 
yeah no I also was very immature like that whole day it was also like it was the end of our trip I think we were very tired and I don't even know what exactly we were fighting over but we were and then we went to the bridge and we were over it and then we spent the rest of the night taking photo booth pictures greatest day greatest time like it ended up being a really good day and that was the day we got egg slut and egg slut was really good egg slut is really good we went to McDonald's like directly afterwards because one of the goals was to get like a McFlurry because, mm-hmm. you know, they looked so crazy. You know, we were passing by and had like this crazy chocolate pretzel drizzle. Like it looked incredible. And I mean, like it was a McDonald's. <laughs> it was a McFlurry. Like I it was know. not as impressive as it looked. <laughs> Go figure. The fast food is not as good as the picture of the fast food. But oh. I mean, maybe it's because we were in Korea. I just had a little bit. I had some expectations that were not met that day. Oh, it's a shame. The what was the Korean place we went? The, the Loteria, Loteria, Loteria. I'm pretty that sure everyone really there said Loteria. Loteria. That place was fire, dude. That I swear, was good fast food. Every burger place in Korea, for some reason, served like really good burgers. Overall, the food in general in Korea, a solid ten out of ten. What was your favorite thing we ate, though? It's probably tied between the Korean barbecue that we had, like when we couldn't find the actual restaurant, so then we went to somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, that place was really good. Plus, it felt cool because it was all really old Korean people <laughs> yeah. eating around us. And so I was like, ooh, we found a niche spot because it, it was a back street. That was it. Or or the, oh, what's it called? It was in, it was like the cheesy, the cheese one. Oh yeah, the uh, like your friend. What's it called? It, right, you 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 gone something like that. I, that yeah, where like they cooked it at the table for you, and there was like all the chicken in the middle, and there was like a ring of melted cheese around the edge, and you like dipped the chicken in the yeah. melted cheese. That was that was good. That was very good. Also, we were hungry and kind of tired, and so that was just a nice lift up. Yeah, I think my favorite thing was gimbap, like all the different gimbap. Because I, I got gimbap a lot from 7-Eleven. I'm like, it was good. Yeah. It was good gimbap. Yeah, I don't think we ever went to like an actual restaurant and you ended up getting... No, the first place we went to, the grandma. Yeah. You got gimbap, I got ramen. And that was the only time I cohesively spoke Korean for that entire trip. Yes, that was... You did very well then. You you saved us a bit there. That was kind of it awkward. Was... <laughs> that was so scary, dude. Literally, like, I'm gonna just tell the story of that day because, like, was that our first day in Korea? I think so. Yeah, like our first full day. Like, we were exploring the direct area, and then we like went across the street, and they have this cool, like, traditional, like it's it's these streets and streets of just like traditional houses and stuff, little small traditional places to eat. And so we were going up and down trying to find somewhere to eat. But, you know, I'm indecisive. And I just, I know that when we were going up the street, you pointed out, like, the picture. And you're like, that's some cheap food. That looks good, too. Oh, we geez. should go there. And I was like, uh, there's no one in there. Let's 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 see if there's anything else. And then we went all the way up the street and there was nothing. So then we came back in on the way back. Caitlin was just like, full send. We're going to go in. So we did. And it was just this little grandma. And she was the only one in the store and she spoke like no English. And so we sat down. Well, first of all, it was an awkward greeting because she was like back turned to us, like cleaning or something. And she did not know we were there. So Caitlin, we did not announce our presence. We just sat down. We definitely should have like said hello as soon as we walked in. But like day one, we can't be held accountable for any mistakes. I was going to say, we just like, we looked in, we saw her and we're like, oh, okay, that's cool. There's someone here. And so we sat down in our little, little booth. And then we looked over and we just kind of like stared at her until she turned around. (laughs) And then she was like, oh, and then she said, you scared me. But in Korean, and that was when we should have been scared of what was to come. Because then, like, you know, she came up, uh, I struggled to give her our order, but I did. And then she told us that, like, we had, like, what, seven minutes or something? It, it was almost closed. We were very, like, no more than oh, ten she minutes was from like, closing she time. She was like, I close at seven or something. And it was literally, like, 6.52. And so that was, oh, darn unfortunate. But she gave us our food. And it was, it was good food. It was good portions and everything. But like the ramen, it was fresh and it was hot. 
not spicy, but like it was like boiling, like actually. So, <laughs> Caitlin, you finished yours pretty quickly. I just had one roll of cold gimbap. Easy. And so yeah, you ate that pretty quick. And so I'm over here struggling to finish because I, I thought like it would it would be rude to stay past closing, right? Like we're forcing this little grandma to stay open longer, and she probably has other stuff to do. So I was trying to eat it quickly, and then she noticed and started laughing at me because I was eating too quickly. She told me to slow down, and I said, "But you, but you close have to eat quickly." To which she took my bowl, and I thought that she was gonna throw it away because <laughs> Did like she you started think going that? over. Yeah, she started like going over, and I thought that the fan was a trash can, like the oh, little fan right, on the right. floor. So I started going like, "No, no, 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 no!" Like, give it back, and then. <laughs> And then she was holding it in front of a fan, like, don't worry, I'm just cooling it off for you. And so now both you and the old lady were laughing at me. And <laughs> I mean, we ended up, I, I ended up finishing the ramen and then, and then we left and everything was fine. The, the, the old lady was very kind to us. And she, yeah, during the meal, she was like asking little questions like, where are you from? You're from the USA? Oh, yeah. You're tourists? How are you related? And stuff like that. Were you aware of what was happening in the conversation? No, of course not. I didn't understand a single word. But like, see, I was aware that you were like killing it communication wise. (laughs) I don't know why that happening on the first day did not set up your confidence for the rest of the trip. I was sure. I was like, he just he just did a great job. He communicated our needs and we were in an awkward situation. He got us out of it. So I was sure that you were just going to take the lead for the rest of the trip after that. Well, after we left that shop, like she closed the door behind us and I was in a puddle of my own sweat. (laughs) Like that was so stressful because I was like pulling from all knowledge that I had ever gained of Korean. I was overanalyzed and that was it because she would say like a small thing. She would say like, oh, how are you related? And I was focusing on how to say I instead of just saying like oh she's my sister which i did know how to say mm. so oh well but you know <laughs> it was it was a good we got out of that experience and after that yeah i probably should have been more confident to speak in korean but i think it added to the trip that <laughs> i didn't <laughs> it added to the experience that instead you got to make fun of my pronunciation every time i said this two words that I knew. Well, that's because I, I tried to teach you like how to say what, like, thank you and like, hello. And those were the words that I said. Yeah, and so those were the words that you said. But like, you you always said them so like, like, like perfectly when you repeated them back to me. And then you would just slur something <laughs> in the middle whenever you would say it. And then sometimes you would like mix the two up so you would walk into a store and immediately say thank you to the guy. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it was, it was cute. It was endearing. And so I think that also <laughs> helped us in some situations. Yes, I was just, I was very flustered. That that was what I learned in Italy. If you just kind of mumble a little bit, people can't tell how uh, wrong you are with your pronunciation and inflections. The next one was, what was something you learned about each other? Have we already kind of answered that? We'll answer it again. What was something you in learned? kind of roundabout way. Something I learned about you. I mean, I learned about a lot of your life that I had missed like that was something that came up when we were hanging out with the friends that we rented they were like so tell <laughs> us about each other and I was like they, they asked me like like uh, what does she like and I'm like I don't know <laughs> like you didn't it, know my birthday like, which I already knew you didn't no. know but they were like oh when's her birthday or whatever and you're so like I don't, bad I don't know <laughs> birthdays I mean, one of them made the comment, like, are you two strangers? You're faking siblings? It's like, <laughs> essentially, kind of. But I guess, yeah, I learned a lot about your life that I had missed. Uh, and then I guess I learned that you you care. <laughs> about, like, okay. <laughs> like, you mentioned, you mentioned how, like, you... you had some breakdowns because you felt responsible for the trip Mm -hmm. and it was in that way like i learned that like you you feel responsible for things a lot of times but also you're a very funny person i appreciate the conversations like i've said this a lot of times to like the rest of the family 
it's like i appreciate conversations with you because i feel like we can butt heads but keep it level-headed enough to like 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 we can have a conversation like a constructive conversation about something that we disagree on mm-hmm. rather than just have an argument mm-hmm. and so i mean that's something that i especially saw more of now that i had three weeks alone <laughs> to talk to you and also like yeah i just appreciate your humor and how you can deal with my nighttime crackhead energy <laughs> uh, i think one of the coolest things about the trip was definitely like that we got to to talk a lot that was fun yeah, so what's something you learned about me um i think the most surprising thing i learned is that like you are kind of shy in social situations like that continually surprised me because i think you're so cool like this i in my head you're just like the coolest person ever and i'm like there's no reason he should ever be shy and so I, it it just surprised uh, me every time I'm like why doesn't he think he's so cool i just want to know where this came from i just don't know <laughs> when when i gave you the material to construct a cool image of me i don't know Maybe it's it's because oh. you're you're like you're very Gen Z and so I just think that all the Gen Z kids are cool. Okay, this was also something like when I would tag you on Instagram, some of my friends like they went and they looked at your Instagram and they would message me. What was the specific one that I told you about? I can't remember what it was, but like they were all like, "Wow, he's like a cool Gen Z kid." Which like technically I'm either generation-ish, so I'd be like a geriatric Gen Z. You're at the butt end of your generation. So like you're basically Gen Z. But I forgot about that. That is something that I also learned. I learned how old you are. <laughs> and I mean that in like the nicest way. But like sometimes I would make jokes and I was like, "Oh, that was such a funny joke." And you're just like, "I have no idea what that was supposed to mean." Or like the night where I was like editing pictures of you. You were turning like, me into like Gen Z memes and they made no sense. I, don't I appreciated the humor. I was like, this is so fun. Or sometimes you would make a joke and I was like, wow, that sounded really old of you to say. Yeah, you made fun of how I talked a lot. And I'm like, I thought I talked normal. But then I mentioned this to a few of my friends and they're like, they are my age. And they're like, no, yeah, you actually talk. So I guess even for people that are my age, they think I talk weird and old. I think it's because you were, you were very responsible and you grew up with like mom and dad. And so you talk like them. Uh, I read too many books, talked to too many adults. No fun. Oh, that is, that would do it to you. Okay. Now last question. Would you vacation together again? It depends where. I would say in most scenarios, yes, I would definitely vacation together again. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, especially now that I feel like I I know you, <laughs> I feel like like this vacation would go better, especially because we have. Okay, I actually think that any vacation we would take together past this trip would be exponentially better, just because this trip was perhaps the most worst case scenario it could be Mm -hmm. that we now know exactly what not to do and how to fix everything and make it better yes yeah and i think all the things we learned about each other also like yeah we would know how to not avoid problems but like i don't know we'd just be more aware of how to travel with each other so we'd be able to prepare better for the trip in, in general. I mean, immediately after we got back, you were like, so when are we going to Japan? For Japan, Neil's graduation. 2024, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> I was going to say it depends where at the beginning, because I feel like I would especially feel comfortable if you like took me with you to like Ireland or some Europe place because you've been there. And so it's a little bit more of a comfortable situation. Also, they speak English, and that would probably be, be kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, if I went on a trip with you again, uh, the only thing I would probably... I mean, like, off the top of my head, I would just double-check everything that you book us. <laughs> That's it. That's... 
Uh, no, yeah, I've had several friends who are like very open that like there are a lot of places they can think of that they specifically would not want to travel with me to because I am such a magnet for disaster. And like, so like any place that like is remotely dangerous for a normal person, Ooh. they would never travel with me to because we would probably get kidnapped and die. And that's 100% true. That's a very good point. Uh, the just... next big thing we're going to do together, though, is a K-pop concert. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited. But we'll we'll connect somewhere. 100%. Yes. All right. Any any final thoughts? In closing, uh, if you ever have a chance to travel somewhere with Caitlin, uh, be careful. <laughs> Maybe <And> don't. <laughs> <laughs> reconsider. Before I wrap up, I just have to say. So in this episode, which we recorded in August, I'm pretty sure, I've let it sit around for a hot second um but we said the next big thing we were going to do together was go to a k-pop concert and do you know what in october trenton flew out to texas and we went to a k-pop concert together webster kids really know how to follow through man it's it's a family trait also him visiting me here was uh the most fun thing ever I think now that we've gotten the most stressful travel experience ever out of the way, we are actually best friends and uh, perfect travel buddies. Alright, it's been a long time since I've wrapped up an episode, but I think I remember how it goes. Uh, you can sign up anytime before the end of the month if you want to get in on this month's issue of The Mindful Narcissist Zine. Still playing around with writing and film photography there. The Zine Club is for Euro 50 or 5 US dollars per month, and the link is patreon.com forward slash The Mindful Narcissist. And hey, um, it's holiday season, you know, it would be a great gift, a year subscription, or six month subscription, or three month subscription, whatever you want, you can directly pay me for like a subscription if you'd like, instead of going through the Patreon. Just putting it out there, um, you can follow me at CaitlinW for regular Mindful Narcissist content, and reminders and announcements about the podcast. As always, like, share, view, all that good stuff, and my DMs are always open. See you soon for another chat. Mwah!